Hi. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Megan. I'm Hannah. And today is our first day of freedom. We can do anything we want. It's true. We can indeed. Yeah. And to prove that... Oh, snap. What are we proving? proving? We're going to talk about reincarnation today. Oh, cool. All right. I'm stoked. (laughs) This is going to be awesome. This actually, like, really, like, piques my curiosity, to be honest. Yeah, me too. It really does. I have so many questions. All right. I'm excited for this. Okay. Now, just a warning. I feel like this specific story that I'm going to tell can get a little confusing with, like, the names and stuff. So if it gets to that point, you might have to reel me back in a little bit. Okay. Okay. I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, good. Just be like, hey, um, I'm confused. I will do that. Okay, just like that. Okay, so reincarnation is a philosophical or religious concept of a living being starting a new life in a different physical form or body after death. Whoa. <laughs> Words. <laughs> yes. John Pollock was born in Bristol in 1920 and was raised in the Church of England before converting to being a Catholic. Florence Pollock grew up as a member of the Salvation Army and became Catholic when she married John. John was a very strong Christian, but he also believed in reincarnation after reading about it when he was nine years old. John believed so strongly that he often prayed to God for evidence of reincarnation, and Florence just didn't believe in it at all. In 1946, their daughter Joanna was born, and this was their third child. In 1951, the family moved to Hexham in Northumberland, and their second daughter, Jacqueline, was born. The girls were mostly raised by their maternal grandmother because John and Florence were busy with their grocery and milk delivery business. The girls were inseparable, and Joanna had a mothering-type personality, and that actually worked for Jacqueline. Joanna liked to dress up, dress up in costumes and would make up plays. She was generous and shared with other children. Okay, but who didn't do that as a kid? Makeup plays. Yes, like dress up and do the plays for like the neighborhood and stuff. Right. And I remember doing that shit. Yeah, and I used to like make you do dances and stuff. Yeah, it's true. Okay. (laughs) Both girls liked combing people's hair and Joanna would often say that she would never get to grow up or be a lady. And it was almost like a premonition. When Jacqueline was three years old, she fell into or on a bucket, depending on which article you read. And into a bucket. That would be a into a bucket. bucket. I don't know, but I'm telling you, most of the articles actually said into the bucket. I thought you were gonna say into a well or something, not a bucket. No, a bucket. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This caused a small gash on her forehead right over her right eye, near like the root of her nose. This formed a permanent scar that was especially visible in cold weather. She also had a round, dark birthmark on the left side of her waist. On May 7, 1957, 
The girls were with their friend Anthony, who was nine years old. The three of them were struck by a car, and they were all killed. Whoa. Yeah. This was while they were walking to church. So I'm assuming this whole birthmark stuff is going to come in, like, later on. Yes. Okay. So be listening. (laughs) Joanna was 11, and Jacqueline was 6. The driver was a local woman, and she had been forcibly separated from her own children. She decided to take her own life by taking lethal quantities of aspirin and phenobarbitone, which is um, also phenobarbital now. Which is what? All right, so Hannah made me do a quick Google search on that. and Google has spoken. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically... That medication is typically used for, like, seizures or epilepsy. So anyways, this lady takes these drugs and then crashes into the children. And witnesses saw her driving erratically before running into the girls. The impact tossed them into the air and they were killed instantly. That is horrific. Yes. And somehow I find it even worse that they were on their way to church. Oh, no. Oh, no! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh, man! Well, Florence and John handled the situation quite differently. Florence tried to avoid, like, even thinking about her girls. She just couldn't bear it. But John, he wanted to think about them all the time. On the day of the accident, John says that he saw a vision of his girls in heaven. Then he sensed their spirits in one of the rooms in their home. John began spending time in this room so that he could feel closer to the girls. John eventually came to an interesting conclusion. He believed the girls died because God was punishing him for praying for proof of reincarnation. Whoa, okay. And he did think that his prayers would be answered and that his girls would be reborn into the family. That's interesting, actually. It is. And Florence didn't like this. She didn't want to hear about it. She didn't want to talk about it. And now this was causing marital problems for them. Florence did get pregnant again, and John was so excited. He believed he was going to see Joanna and Jacqueline again, and he said they're going to be reincarnated as twins. Okay, I could see how that would be, like, really hard for her, though. Yeah, when you don't believe it. Yeah, and she just lost her babies, and now she's pregnant, and he's going crazy saying that it's her babies again, and it's just, I could see why that would be really freaking difficult for her. Exactly. Now, Florence, of course, did not think they were going to be reincarnated as twins. She didn't believe this. And her doctor, like, she went in and they said there is only one heartbeat. And this was based on, like, the palpitation and fetal heartbeat that they were looking at. There also wasn't any history of twins in their family. So the belief is pretty much rejected that this is going to happen. On October 4th, 1958, Florence birthed twin twins? girls. Oh my god, I knew it was going to be twins. Yeah. With a, oh, I knew it, man. 
and they were named Jillian and Jennifer. Now, this is why I say the story gets confusing because Jillian, Jennifer, Jacqueline, Joanna. Whoa, okay. Yeah, so try to follow us. Like a Duggars vibe where they name them all with the first or with all the same letter for the first name. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they were identical twins, but they had different birthmarks. Jennifer had a birthmark on her waist that matched the birthmark that Jacqueline had. She also had a birthmark on her forehead that looked just like the scar Jacqueline had from falling on her in the bucket. Honor in the bucket. Got it. (laughs) You know. The family ended up moving to Whitley Bay when the twins were just three months old. About two years later, the girls started asking for toys that had belonged to their older sisters. Now, you may not think that's too odd, but it's toys that the twins had never seen before. Okay. The family ended up moving back to Hexham, and even though the twins had never been there before, they were able to point out landmarks that their sisters would have seen. Oh, these stories always intrigue me so much. I know. The twins also began panicking about cars and would yell that the car is coming to get them. Oh, no. I know, poor babies. The story of the Pollock twins ended up attracting the attention of a psychologist, Dr. Eve- Ian Stevenson. I was going to say Ian Stevens. Ian Stevens, that's where I thought you were going. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Ian Stevenson. <laughs> he studied reincarnation in children, and he wrote a book in 1987 called Children Who Remember Previous Lives, A Question of Reincarnation. In the book, Stevenson described 14 cases of reincarnation and, of course, included the Pollock girls. He ended up studying reincarnation for 40 years. Oof, and that's yeah, a long time. Yeah, he was into this, man. And he investigated thousands of cases. The majority of the cases occurred in Asian countries, and this is where most people believe in reincarnation. Like, their culture believes it. Oh, okay, I was going to ask why. But yeah. Stevenson preferred researching areas where belief in reincarnation is common. If parents don't believe in it, they tend to discourage their children from talking about their past lives. Children are the best to study because they're less likely to make up stories about their past lives. Right. Adults that claim to be reincarnated could be influenced by books or movies or simply want attention. Dr. Stevenson described a case where a psychologist subjected a woman to hypnosis, and she described life as a courtier. Is that how we're saying that? Yeah. Okay, let's go with it. Uh, And this was of Richard II during the 14th century. So basically, from what we're gathering, she would have gone to like the royal court or she was an advisor for this person. It was discovered that she actually read a novel, and the details that she provided from her past life came from the novel. Oh. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. On purpose or accidental? I don't know, because she was under hypnosis, supposedly. So it's kind of weird that it would come out like that, but... Yeah. 
Stevenson learned about the Pollock twins from uh, reading an article in the newspaper in 1963. The twins were four years old, and he met the family at their home to interview the parents and examine the birthmarks on the girls. He met with the family again in 1967, and they corresponded until the next visit, which was in 1978. And this was when the twins were 20 years old. Well, that was a big jump. Yeah. (laughs) Stevenson had arranged for the girls to have blood tests to determine their zygosity, which refers to their genetic makeup. They were identical twins born from a single egg. Between the ages of three and seven, Jillian and Jennifer did many things relating to Joanna and Jacqueline. At about three years old, Jillian claimed the doll that had belonged to Joanna, and Jennifer took the one belonging to Jacqueline. They both said the dolls were gifts from Santa. They were technically correct. Santa did give the dolls to the older sisters, and the twins named the dolls the exact same names that their older sisters had given them. That's weird. Yep. The twins often discussed details of the accident when they were young. Their mother recalls seeing Jillian cradling Jennifer's head one day, and she was saying, the blood's coming out of your eyes. No! And she said, that's where the car hit you. (gasps) John Pollock had to identify his daughter's bodies and says that Jacqueline's head was bandaged above her eye. Oh, my God. And Jillian once pointed to the birthmark on Jennifer's forehead and said, that's the mark that you got when you fell in the bucket. Or on. Or on. In or on the bucket. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) When the older daughters were alive, their parents were working their delivery business. And Florence Pollock had, like, this little smock that she would wear. They stopped the business after the death of their daughters. One day. John pulled the smock out, and he was doing some painting, and Jennifer asked why he was wearing Mommy's coat. John asked how she would know that the smock was, you know, her mother's, and she replied, well, Mother wore it while she was delivering milk. She actually got annoyed because Jillian did not recognize the smock. John and Florence realized that when Joanna was alive, She was at school when they worked the delivery business, and she never would have seen the outfit. The twins shouldn't have ever known about it because this was way before their time. At the time of the older girls' deaths, Jacqueline was learning how to write, and her teacher was getting really concerned about how she was holding her pencil. She would hold it upright in her fist. And the teacher suggested that her parents slap her hands so that they could correct this. Oh, that's nice. It was different times. Yeah, sounds effective. (laughs) When Jillian and Jennifer were learning to write at age four, Jennifer struggled and held her pencil upright in her fist. Which is real weird because that's, you know, not... Very weird. Yeah. She wasn't able to hold the pencil properly until age seven. And I just want to say after that comment, I do not want hate mail about how many people hold their pencils upright in their fist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please no. Everyone's going to be like, I write like that. I'm sorry. Well, I guess more or less I've never seen 
more I, than one person yeah. in a family that writes the same like that. I don't even know that I've seen anybody, like, hold the pencil in their fist and write. I've seen kids do it a little bit, but then... They, like, grow out of it? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But if you didn't, it's fine. Like, hold your pencil <laughs> however you want. We accept you. Yeah. <laughs> however you hold your pencil. <laughs> Joanna had a slender build, but, uh, and this was just like Jillian. Jennifer had a little bit of a larger frame than her twin, and that was just like Jacqueline. As they grew older, they forgot about their past life memories. It's noted that John Pollock refrained from discussing his reincarnation belief with the girls, and they only learned about everything at age 13. Oh, wow. Yeah. When Dr. Stevenson met with the twins in their 20s, they didn't remember anything. They both accepted their parents' belief about reincarnation. In 1981, Jillian began experiencing visions. She could see herself playing in a sandpit with her brothers, and she was able to perfectly describe the house, garden, lawn, orchards, everything. The twins were not born when the family lived in that house that she was describing. This was the home Joanna lived in. And that's just, that's just too weird. It is too weird. I agree. Many people have, of course, been really skeptical about this case, and they say that the evidence is just too weak. The parents could have been biased and maybe saw similarities because they wanted to believe that their daughters were reincarnated. After all, the girls were all sisters. It makes sense that there would be similarities. Okay, but how the frick are they going to know what the sisters named their dolls? Right? (laughs) Well, people say that they could have actually been influenced by their older brothers. John and Florence swore they never told the girls about reincarnation or even talked about the accident until the twins were old enough to understand, but... Which, why would you? Right, true. It doesn't mean that their older brothers didn't say anything. Okay, but why would the older brothers, like, be telling the twins about an accident that they should not be knowing about until they're older? Well, kids talk about things, and the brothers lost their sisters. It's natural that that's something that they would perhaps talk about with them, uh, you know, before the parents do. But the whole detail about the head bleeding, that's weird. It is weird. The memories of the twins' older sisters vanished around age five, and they lived their lives normal. Five years is the age that scientists say is the limit to remember past lives. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not know that tidbit, actually. I didn't know there was a limit. Yeah, I guess from all of the studies that they've done, it's like five years seems to be the cutoff and then everything fades away. It's interesting because I wonder if that's because they haven't like created all these new memories in their own new life yet. So like they kind of still have that from the past, but then as they get older and start like getting influenced by things and like start filling their, you know, minds with other stuff. Yes. That's what I kind of thought too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, yes, I see where people are coming from as like, It's a little bit of a weak case when you talk about it. But at the same time, to have the girls, like, come out with birthmarks in the same spots as, you know, their older sisters. Right. And then somehow they take on the personality of that one, too. 
Like, that just seems a little bit too Coco. Coco? I was going to say cuckoo, cuckoo bananas. Cocoa puffs. Oh. Cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and it, especially when it's they each took on one of their personalities. Yeah. It's really weird that, you know, they could have taken on any other personality and it ended up being those two specifically. And it's not like they're swapping things around no. and the parents are saying, oh, this girl has this from Joanna and this from Jacqueline. No. Right. They literally took on the personality of one of the girls. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. So. Wow. I don't know. I liked it. (laughs) I just wanted to start us off with something a little different than what we've been doing. No, I dig it. And we can do anything. We can do anything. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to keep going with it, but then you didn't. Yeah, I was done with that song. All right, so make sure to send us over any stories that you want us to cover and that are super, super interesting. You can send it over to us on Facebook or send us a message in Facebook or Uh, an email. (laughs) Do any of those things. Just send us stories because we want to cover the things that you want to hear. Yeah, we do. Let us tell you a story that you already know about. (laughs) Okay? Uh, And also make sure to follow us on any of your podcast apps. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest if you're into that. Uh, What's the next part? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's been too long. Wait, wait. Give us a five-star review if If you you love love us. us. Tell your friends, tell your cats, um, bye! Bye.